This week's Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy features an interview from November of 2019 with Will Trice, who was just then hired as the new director of the Arkansas Repertory Theater. Now, if you'll remember, between November of 2019 and now, the COVID-19 pandemic struck the world. In March of 2020, the Rep's Board of Directors decided to suspend all programming activities at the Arkansas Repertory Theater, which meant they would lose an upcoming production of Bye Bye Birdie, they would lose all their summer educational programs for 2020, and the entire 2020-2021 season, which would have begun in September of 2020. Now the Rep is back, but not with your typical season. Currently playing Primating, a comedy being performed outdoors at the Little Rock Zoo until August 29th. They also have another feature planned for October when they'll perform the Fantastics in concert live for free at Murray Park Outdoors. So let's revisit what it was like to have just been hired as the new director of the Arkansas Repertory Theater in 2019 as we revisit Carrie McCoy's conversation with Will Trice. You ready? Yes. Welcome to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of FlagAndBanner.com. Through storytelling and conversational interviews, this weekly radio show and podcast offers listeners an insider's view into starting and running a business, the ups and downs of risk-taking, and the commonalities of successful people. Connect with Carrie through her candid, often funny, and always informative weekly blog. There you'll read, learn, and may comment about her life as a 21st century wife, mother, daughter, and entrepreneur. And now it's time for Carrie McCoy to get all up in your business. Thank you, Son Gray. It was April the 24th, 2018, that the Arkansas Repertory Theater shocked the city of Little Rock by announcing it was suspending production, citing financial difficulties. For months, the citizens held their breath and awaited while a $2.3 million fundraising campaign was launched to save Arkansas's longest-running nonprofit theater. Alas, 10 months later, in January of 2019, the Arkansas Repertory Theater announced Mr. William Trice would begin serving at summer's end as its new executive artistic director. A sigh of relief could be heard across the state of Arkansas. (laughs) Known by many, Will is an Arkansas native who understands his audience. He is also a big-time New York City Broadway producer who has won three Tony Awards and been nominated for five more. And just to make him an even more perfect candidate for the job of saving this Arkansas treasure, Trice has prior work experience as a business analysis analyst for the management consulting firm McKenzie & Company. It is a pleasure to welcome to the table the state's own, ambitious, accomplished, new executive artistic director of the Arkansas Repertory Theater, Mr. William Trice. Save your... Oh, my God. you got to stop that now. <laughs> Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thanks for coming. You probably grew up performing in the Arkansas Repertory Theater. I A little bit. Not a lot. Um, not until... Um, high school did i actually ever perform there um the first time was uh was actually in the gridiron my family was involved a lot in the gridiron and uh at at a certain point in the gridiron's history it it 
began to be hosted by the rep. And the gridiron is what the Lawyers Association does? Yeah, the, it, it was, the it was put Bar on by the Bar Association. and, uh, and it, To uh, raise money? It, to raise money and, and you know, to skewer Spoof. local politicians and judges. And, uh, and my family was always a big part of that. And so I really grew up just playing backstage and in the storage areas of the building while they were all rehearsing. Um, when I was in, actually, when I was in middle school, they uh, they had me on as a little cameo playing uh, Dan Quayle, um, and uh, yeah, it was during the um, during that kind of period. And uh, and then on the actual kind of rep stage, when I was in high school, I was in a production of uh, Lost in Yonkers, um, but that was really my only kind of performance experience there. I call that growing up in that theater. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, so let's speak about your mom and dad. I just met you today, about an hour, about 30 minutes ago. But I know your mom and dad. They have a legacy here in Little Rock. Yeah, theater people. for sure. Um, and yeah, very, I think, active in the in the local theater community, which is is, just, is a very kind of thriving community. Judy Trice. Uh, Judy Trice. And you're named after your father, I guess. Yep. Yep. I'm Will. He was Bill. Um. He was a he was an attorney, um, but also kind of very active, kind of avocational performer. That's why you were in the gridiron because he was an attorney. Absolutely. And then your mother's theater. And then my mother. Um, well, she started out in uh, broadcasting actually, um, and was on Channel Seven here. Um, and the before I was born, a weather woman. Um, no, it, she did the weather. She had like a noon show. There was like a dance party show at one point. American um, Bandstand, Arkansas Bandstand. Well, there was a show called The Vic Ames Show. Yeah. And she was like the co-host of that and would sing on it and stuff. Um, this was all, yeah, way pre-me. And then um, she uh, wound up going back to school and became a teacher. And she taught at Hall High School. And she taught drama for a long time. A, a drama teacher, not a mm-hmm. music teacher? She taught drama for a long time. And then she moved over to English. Uh, and then she retired in the mid-90s. And... Uh, but has continued to act in movies and at the rep and at other theaters in town. So I met her because of the work that she does at um, Summer. What's the name of that? What's the name of that thing you go to, Gray? Arkansas Interfaith Conference Choir Camp. Yeah. Choir Camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Summer Choir Camp. For sure. I grew up going there, too. And that's how I met your mother because she was always, I think she was always playing the piano. Yeah. So uh, your mother, I mean, your mother's in theater. But you did not look like to me that you went to school for theater. No. no. You, go to, you went to Southern Methodist and Northwestern University. What did you study? In undergrad, I studied music. Oh, you did? Um, I was a business minor. Uh, and, uh, and also a theater minor, I guess. Um, so you did study. Yeah. Uh, but then right Aren't those out- right and left brains? I'm, I'm not getting that. That's the fun part kind of going back and forth between the two um but i didn't go into it at all at, into the arts after school i sort of went right into corporate america um and it, that was at mckinsey you mentioned and mckinsey had a big uh had a big customer opera didn't they have a big um, metropolitan opera i don't know that they've ever done work for the met um it, it Coincidentally, they—I mean, I was in their Dallas office, and they were—they did while I was there, got to do some pro bono work for the Dallas Opera. Um, but um, it was a lot of retail and 
um, kind of automotive parts washers and uh, and petroleum manufacturer, you know, processors and uh, all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, I wound up working for the Met later. Ah. Um, but uh, yeah, that was as an analyst for them. Uh, sort. I was in the I was in the artistic department. Just kind of. So when we come back, we're going to take a really quick break. But when we come back, we are going to find out all about um, how you became a Tony Award-winning producer on Broadway, how you ended up in New York City. Then I want to hear about the day that you came home, that you heard that you were going to come home, and the day you decided, and what went through your mind when you decided to do that. We'll come back. We'll continue our conversation with Mr. Will Trice, Executive Artistic Director for the Arkansas Repertory Theater in downtown Little Rock. More to come. We'll be right back. You're listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of flagandbanner.com. Over 40 years ago, with only $400, Carrie founded Arkansas Flag and Banner. During the last four decades, the business has grown and changed. Over this time, Carrie's business and leadership knowledge grew. As early as 2004, she began sharing her knowledge in her weekly blog. In 2009, she founded the nonprofit Friends of Dreamland Ballroom, and in 2014, Brave Magazine, a biannual publication. Today, she has branched out into this very radio show, YouTube channel, and podcast. Each week, you'll hear candid conversations between her and her guests about real-world experiences on a variety of businesses and topics that we hope you'll find interesting, inspiring, and educational. Stay up to date by going to flagandbanner.com and joining our email list. You'll receive our popular Water Cooler Weekly email that notifies you of upcoming guests, happenings at Dreamland Ballroom, sales at flagandbanner.com, access to Brave Magazine articles, and Carrie's current blog post. All that in one weekly email. Telling American-made stories, selling American-made flags, theflagandbanner.com. Back to you, Carrie. You're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy, and I'm speaking today with Mr. Will Trice, Executive Artistic Director for the Arkansas Repertory Theater in downtown Little Rock, Arkansas. And that theater is the longest-running nonprofit in Arkansas theater, longest-running nonprofit theater in Arkansas. So Will told us before the break that he sort of grew up in that theater. Tell me about the day you decided you're living in New York City. Tell me about the day that you heard about the Rips Troubles and you decided that it might apply for the job or how it came about that you were going to apply for the job. Or It, it, was, it was actually like very gradual. Um, there wasn't like a day when it sort of happened. Uh, I remember where I was the day that it had, that I found out the rep was closing. Yeah, I, I well, I certainly remember hearing the news um, and being you know very kind of shocked and concerned. Um, I didn't start talking with them until later, uh, and in that context, it was very much a: Is there anything I can do to help? Do you want to send me some financials to look at? Do you want you know? Uh, but just kind of a very general conversation with uh, with Cliff Baker and uh, with uh, Ruth Shepard, and who's the board chair. And Cliff's the founder. And Cliff, founding artistic director. Um, and this was prior to his very unfortunate, unexpected passing. Uh, and uh, and then I think kind of that conversation started to shift as we kept talking uh, towards this, well, are you going to come run it <laughs> kind of thing. And... Um, and you know it, it you know it took a bit to to fully consider that and talk to my husband about it. And um, we had uh, we had already 
had sort of vague plans to to move uh, to leave New York, um, and uh, you know just try something new in life. And, but not to and Arkansas. Uh, but it wasn't going to be here. Uh, and uh, so you know talking over, and you know this this opportunity comes up, and an opportunity uh, that is sort of about making sure that your you know your hometown. You know, stays thriving and has a good quality of life. And what did he say when you said, "Honey, I've got a job <laughs> offer in Arkansas"? Where's he from? New York? He's from Austin, actually. Oh, so that's not too far. Yeah, yeah, no. And you know, he he's uh, he's always liked it here, and we've we've always had a lot of friends here and oh, family good. here and stuff. So, um, you know, but it was definitely a. So I'm having this phone call. I don't know if it's going to go anywhere. But just planting this idea in your head, let he said it no. germinate. First thing he said was no. No, uh, it was just a. There's no. There's no. There's no. Nothing on the on the table right now. I'm just saying, like, there's a conversation happening, and it was like okay, and then like a couple of weeks later, I sort of said again. So I'm having another one of those conversations, uh, and so it that process was a very gradual one as well until I think we finally both. Um, and I think the rep on their side kind of all sort of got more comfortable with the idea of it and excited about the idea of it. They probably weren't planning on you to do to come back either. That, Like you said, it's probably an evolution. It's kind of like destiny. You start you start talking about, can I help with the financials because you're a an business analyst. Right, exactly. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, why are we looking anywhere else? <laughs> Did you tell your husband that Little Rock is the new Austin? <laughs> Give us time. <laughs> it is. What? Do, do we not, really want that kind of uh, no. uh, cost of living increase? I don't know. Uh, you know, it really is, though. The music here is really good. Oh, yeah. Always uh, has been. Uh, so what? when you got those financials and you're looking at what was the biggest hurdle? What's the rep's biggest hurdle? Uh, well, it was then and uh, what it is now. Um, it's uh, We have significant operating costs every year just to run. And um, if you think about sort of any business expenses for any kind of business sort of falling into either the categories of sort of capital investments or running costs. When was the last time the rep raised their ticket price? Um, well, when I came. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know before that. Uh, Thank, uh, probably never. Uh, but, yeah, we have done some. We Well, I, you know, I say we raised. We raised, we raised certain prices and we lowered other prices. Um, to you know, do try to do what you do with pricing, which is to encourage good buying patterns. If your cost of goods are going up, your salaries are going up, mm -hmm. your cost of doing business is going up. How can you not raise prices every year to keep up with that? You can't go to the movie theater for the price that you can go to the rep and see a live performance. That's right, uh, and. But but I would say you know kind of the definition of pricing strategy, it, it can never be cost based. Um, if we actually priced our tickets at, at what it costs to put it on, they'd be I don't know hundred fifty two hundred a yeah. ticket. Um, right. They'd be like what they are in New York, which are which are for profit theater ventures, right? Like, Why can't that's you what do I was that? doing. Well, because what pricing really is is market based. It's what the market will 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 shoulder and and how many people here would would come would be able to come um i mean even our prices the way they are now are not accessible to everyone uh but um i think even your sort of average entertainment buyer here 
isn't going to spend that kind of money to go to the theater. I think everybody in town, we have like seven theaters in town. It's kind of crazy how many theaters there yeah. are. Um, but everybody in town sets their theater prices around what the rep sets their theater prices. And it's hurting them. Yeah. It, whatever your price is, that's what everybody else is going to set it at. To me, we should have a long conversation after the show to talk about why can't you have a $100 ticket price and make it very elitist and then give tickets away? That's a, you know, that is a, that's a, that's a way to approach it. Um, but I think what, what happens instead and what the, kind of the traditional way of approaching it is, is you, you, you sort of set your average ticket price at a, at a point that you, you know, you think that the, the market will allow uh, and you make up for the the difference in the cost with contributions. With contributions, and uh, I think for a, a healthy um, institutional theater like um, like the Rep to run, uh, it's about a fifty fifty split. That's what I was gonna I was gonna ask you that. So it's fifty percent of your income comes comes from should should come from ticket sales, and fifty percent of your income should come from private donations. And this is very these are very general mm-hmm. kind of rules of thumb. So um, concession, and, and every 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 theater is different, every market's different. But concession doesn't do anything. We do a little bit, um, and uh, I think there's kind of actually room to grow there, but um, but it's on the margin. Cliff Baker is this his vision? Who started in 1976? Yeah. yeah, is, is this his vision? What's his vision? Are you? Do you, he, you got to speak with him before he passed this year. Sure. So what? What was his vision? Uh, for the for the theater in general, mm-hmm. um, I think it was to have quality, professional, vibrant, engaging theater year round what's the name of the genre that you're the is it is it a professional is it amateur is it we are we are professional it's a professional theater. Uh, is it the only professional theater in the state of arkansas besides the walton arts center maybe no no that's not uh, a theater. and there are actually you could you know sort of different definitions of professional um i mean there, you know there are if you pay anyone anything you could you could say that it's sort of a professional theater but uh we are a, another way you could look at it is we are a union house. Um, theater is a very union-driven industry, uh, and there are three of those that are sort of kind of big union theaters. Um, that uh, Argen- actually four Argenta. Uh, no, Argenta is a community theater. Okay, um, and I, I think they do pay certain uh, a certain amount, but um, it is it's, it's for the most part local and community based. So be Robinson. So Robinson's a different beast altogether. Wow. Yeah. So, What's but that so, so the ones, so the ones kind of in kind of in our category, the, the ones closest to us would be Theater Squared up in Fayetteville, uh, and the Arkansas Shakespeare um, Theater in Conway. Uh, we're all equity houses. There's also Murray's That's Theater right. here. Mm-hmm. Um, the the then there's a a a, a, t- a good number of great community theaters. Um. Mm-hmm. And some of which hire, you know, will bring in a couple of professional artists to to work with um, local amateur artists, and um, so and so yeah. And so those, we got those professional can look a community, lot of ways. and then what's Robinson considered? So Robinson is a is a you could say is a is a presenting organization instead of a producing one. So oh, so they present things. They let people. They touring groups come there and they give them a stage to perform. That's on. right. 
That's right. So it, it's a company out of Tulsa called Celebrity Attractions, um, and they have a, a series of uh, Broadway tours that come, and then Robinson is that is the venue, and Celebrity Attractions is the is the company that that, makes that, that presents them. A presenting. So every time I think about you leaving New York City, I think, how could you do that? So leaving New York had to be hard. You were talking about no, I don't know. no. Uh, I was there. I mean, you for, had such an accomplished career there. Yeah, um, and uh, I was there for 15 years, um, and I, I did. You know, particularly in those last 10 when I was working and producing, uh, were great. Um, but I think also you, you accomplish you know one of your life long dreams, and then you go, okay, well now what? Um, and do you want to just kind of keep doing that again and again, um, or do you just want to do something different? Do you want to live somewhere different? Do you want to have a different kind of quality of life and just a different kind of experience? You had nearly 30 productions on Broadway and were nominated and, and won three Tony Awards. How do you find out when you're nominated for Tony, Tony Award? Do they call you? they send you an email? It's they a, text there's you? a press conference. You sit happens. there and watch the press conference. Yeah. You're just sitting. You don't know before that happens. Nope. And so what did you do? Like wet your pants when they name your name? The, the, first time well i mean they don't they don't name my name uh i they mean I, I, I was a I, I i won those in the context of producing so that you it's it's a it takes a village uh but um so it's it's really the show that wins the tony and and what the, was the show um so my first one was for uh the gershwin's porgy and bess uh and then for uh who's afraid of virginia wolf which was uh for the comment from um the last guy we were talking to uh was from originated at the steppenwolf in oh, chicago yeah, sure steppenwolf um, theater oh with dave ellswick the guy yeah. we were talking to earlier mm-hmm. and uh and then all the way uh which was about lbj with uh, brian cranston so you're sitting in the audience so okay that's how you find out you're sitting in the audience or you're it. watching it or you or actually just you can also just wait for the the blogs to update and and your friend and all of you that how many producers are on a play uh, it varies dramatically, uh, and there's kind of different meanings to producing. Mm. What um, was your meaning? Uh, I was uh, I, I was a kind of the associate lead producer on all of those. I was the junior partner in a lead producing office. Um, so we are the uh, we would be the ones that originate the projects. Uh, we literally form LLCs for for each show. We get the rights to the to the material we hire artists we hire management we hire accountants we hire advertising agencies then we go about and raise the capital and then you get the actors and yeah we yeah we do the the last thing is to get the actors well actually not it's it's often it's often one of the first things you're not going to go forward unless you know who's got the name unless you have a star often uh and then we will raise the capital and so um so there's a there's producing that is is a little le- it's a little more passive um sort of participation in the kind of day-to-day management of the of the show um but you're also you're also a producer you're also sort of making it happen yeah um and uh, but it's a it's a little less passive so when you're in one of the lead producers you're we we're literally like all day every day like managing the show but you don't go out there and say stage left go to the right you don't you no, don't you no. don't tell the actors where to go no we're uh, you are we're, literally we're, we're desk produced. jockeys yeah. yes uh, you met james earl jones yes tell me oh yeah i mean he's, he's just he's, awesome he's amazing he's he's everything you when he walks in a room is he just big 
Is he just so... He's very tall and big and uh, very everything's very deliberate. Oh, <laughs> really? What he does, Even yes. in real life? Yeah, but, uh, uh, but he's an absolutely lovely man with an absolutely lovely family. What about Candace Bergen? Oh, she was amazing. I, I, I didn't really interact a ton with her, um, but I got kind of starstruck every time I was in a room with her. But she was very, she's, she's incredibly intelligent and very, and incredibly classy. And, uh, yeah. Kerry Washington. Uh, should be president. <laughs> Just because of her name? No, because she's brilliant and, and so, uh, just she's got this sort of drive and magnetism, and and you're like I I, I don't know she's you just she should be present. Are, are all stars like that when you're in the room with them? Do they all have these really big personalities that you can feel in the room, or do they or do some just turn it on when they're on stage? I think there is a there is a sort of phenomenon to celebrities, right? Like they got to be that way for a reason. Uh, and a lot of that's sort of what you bring to it, right? Like if you don't, you know, if sort of if, if you didn't know who they were, it's like it's the tree falling in the woods and no one was there. So, you know, who knows? Because it's something that you bring to that experience, like you're what you know of them and what you're sort of How impressing about, on them. You know Al Pacino. Uh, sure. Very shy. Wow. Um, uh, very, very nice. Um, he seems like he just very, slit your wrist. No, no. Slit your throat on he's, him. He's very kind of, kind of, has a very kind of meek persona and very, very quiet and very, yeah. And then the last one I got to ask you about, Angela Lansbury. Like the dame. Just the dame. Class, total class and so smart. And All sharp, these people are sharp smart. as attack. Oh my God. Well, you've got to be smart to memorize the lines. Yeah. I can't even memorize a 30-second commercial. I have to have him stand over there with a cue card so I can read it. It's 30 seconds. How can you do two nights? It's it's a it's two hours. It's I definitely mean. every a skill. night for two hours. I mean, yeah, every day, eight day eight shows a week. All right, we got to take another break. It's time. Uh, when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Mr. Will Trice, Executive Artistic Director for the Arkansas Repertory Theater in downtown Little Rock. We've got great news from the Dreamland Ballroom. Dancing into Dreamland is back for the 11th year. That's right, 11th annual Dancing into Dreamland happens on February 12, 2022. They're changing up the formula a bit with a Valentine's Gala right there in the Dreamland Ballroom. Don't worry, all the things you love about the long-standing fundraiser are still in the mix. A real night of revelry in the centenarian structure, culminating around a friendly dance competition. Food, drink, a silent auction. Attendees will have the pleasure of viewing several spectacular dances, and varying genres will fill the night. You'll be able to vote for your favorites via text. It's a very fun evening. Dancing into Dreamland. And not the least important thing is it's a terrific fundraiser for this extraordinary historic venue. A panel of celebrity judges will pick their favorite act, and they'll be awarded a special cash prize. Dancing into Dreamland is back, February 2022. Uh, you're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy, and I'm speaking today with Mr. Will Trice, Executive Artistic Director for the Arkansas Repertory Theater in downtown Little Rock. So before the break, we talked about living in New York. We talked about how, how Will learned about the rep and how it just evolved and how he's following destiny and that life's just led him right back home. 
do people in New York know about the Repertory Theater? Does it have a good reputation? Uh, it does. Uh, it's it's because there's a you know forty three year history of uh, being uh, you know in the League of Resident Theaters and uh, uh, so yeah, I think it was known. I mean, it's not like you know right on the tip of everyone's tongue up there. It's not a uh, you know because it's just geographically not nearby. Uh, but um, but yeah, sure. You know, we get some really great actors that come down here to the rep. I've seen some really great actors yeah. at the rep. And I've just thought, do those people know about the rep? Is that why they're coming down here? Because they've heard about it? I, I think uh I think we I think we definitely have a good reputation among the uh the actor community. Uh we uh you know we're sort of I would say at the at the lower end of the pay scale um mm-hmm. in terms of theaters. Uh, Who's the guy that did Les Miserables that came down here and that sang that song so good? Oh, I don't know. Oh, that yes, was before me. I, he's come here a million times. Who is it, Gray? Oh, my gosh. That guy is quality. And he came and he did his last year. He was on tour and he came here. And I thought, that guy's all pro. Um, and he came to Little Rock, Arkansas. Yeah, wait. And we, it, I mean, every show we've got incredibly talented people uh from from new york from chicago from little rock often mm-hmm. um but the, uh, the education that it brings and the experience it brings to the citizens of arkansas is really wonderful too but let's talk about the tony awards just for one more second okay so the tony <laughs> so if you didn't hear he will got three tonys and nominated for five and you just like don't know till they announce it to the world whether you're one of those people that's going to be nominated but now you're at the Tony. Did you go to the Tonys? Yes. Or not. I didn't. I I went like five. Did you go the year times? Patrick Neil Harris was there and he did some of his? I did. Yeah. The really outlandish one. I don't remember what year he, that he was. Did a, he did a couple of them, but he yeah, I saw, I saw. I saw one. I definitely saw one of the ones he hosted. If people, you've got to go to the YouTube. To the YouTube, you've got to go to YouTube <laughs> and see. Is this Patrick Neil Harris? Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick yeah. Harris. And see his opening number for the Tony Awards. It getting bigger. It's getting bigger. You know which one I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It just uh, yeah, keeps getting bigger. One. No, you were not. Yeah. Oh, I bet you can sleep for two days after that. That's one of those <laughs> adrenaline rushes that, look, he, oh, that's good. Okay, so are you in the audience and they call your name? And or you the got show, to, the show's name. I mean, it's you call the, the show's show. name. Yeah. And did you get to go up, or did yeah. you go up? You went up on the Tony Award stage? I did. On public? I didn't speak. I sort of stood behind with the kind of what year was throngs that? of suits. Uh, uh, it was 2012, 2013, and 2014. What a run. Then did you just think, did you just think, well, I'm just going to win every year? <laughs> uh, well, I... I, honestly, at, at, uh, at then a certain point, you you know, you're, that's not why you're doing it. Yeah, I thought you were going to say at a certain point, it's just old hat. Who cares? No, you and you, you know, you're if it's in commercial theater, you're doing it to put on a good show, but also to make money. What'd you do when you left that night? Where'd you go party? Uh, the shows often have their own parties, uh, particularly if they're sort of up for the big award. Um, so uh, there is a, there night? is a the the Tonys themselves have a gala that you can. Um, you can opt into to do that. So I did that one year, uh, but for the most part, go to our you know our little show party um, and with the cast and 
because they're usually there. The cast is usually there watching. That's so fun. Let's talk about the future of the rep. You said, and I quote, I couldn't be more excited to join the rep staff, board, supporters, and audience as we continue its rich tradition of entertaining and inspiring theater in Arkansas. You went on to say, the way this organization has rallied over the past year shows how much the rep is cherished, and it's an honor to have a role in mapping its future. What do you think people love about the rep? Because you're going to have to identify that, and you're going to have to build off of it. I think people love professional, quality theater that's vibrant and engaging and immediate and intimate. Uh, And I think that we're the best providers of that. Then why did ticket sales go down? Uh, You know, there's always going to be volatility uh, when it comes to to ticket sales, when it comes to something like that, uh, which is why the uh, why the kind of that fifty percent contribution portion is so vital, because uh, without that uh, sort of stability, uh, that that foundation of support, you can't withstand that volatility. That's just natural, um, you know. That can, I mean, that can be caused for, for all kinds of reasons. You know, like, let's say there's an ice storm that lasts for two months. Well, nobody's going to the theater then. Or you put Shakespeare on. I can't stand to go see Shakespeare. A lot of people, a lot of people love it. Not everyone no, loves it. No, I bet if you went and looked at ticket sales, they don't. Uh, you know, and, you know, certain shows are more popular with uh, with certain folks than others. Um, and, uh, you know. Musicals are always popular. Uh, they are they are often popular. Um, there 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 are some plays that are also popular. I, generally, yes, musicals are more popular than, than straight plays. Um, they're also more expensive to do, so it's a bigger risk. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, they're tremendously more expensive. Why? Because you have, to have more orchestra? people, orchestra, yeah. or ensembles. You know, it's it's all we 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 cost so much to operate because we're a very labor driven business. Well, that'll kill you. What because you can't get your labor from China. No. And we also can't, you know, we're at a disadvantage to something like making a movie or a TV show. You know, you just have to make one of those once and then you just continue to distribute it with little to no cost. Every time we do what we do, everyone's got to be there doing it. And we are limited to the number of people who are literally in the room. And, you know, that's also, though, why we're special. Like, that experiential nature of it is always going to be better, I think, than watching something on a screen on your couch. This week's Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy features an interview from November of 2019 with Will Trice who was just then hired as the new director of the Arkansas Repertory Theater. Now, if you'll remember, between November of 2019 and now, the COVID-19 pandemic struck the world. In March of 2020, the Rep's Board of Directors decided to suspend all programming activities of the Arkansas Repertory Theater, which meant they would lose an upcoming production of Bye Bye Birdie, They would lose all their summer educational programs for 2020 and the entire 2020-2021 season, which would have begun in September of 2020. Now the rep is back, but not with your typical season. 
currently playing Primating, a comedy being performed outdoors at the Little Rock Zoo until August 29th. They also have another feature planned for October when they'll perform the Fantastics in concert live for free at Murray Park Outdoors. So let's revisit what it was like to have just been hired as the new director of the Arkansas Repertory Theater in 2019 as we revisit Carrie McCoy's conversation with Will Trice. Let's talk about the reps. You, you talk about how busy it is. It's, it's season is year-round. Is that correct? Uh, roughly. I mean, we it, it's generally around a, kind of a school year schedule. Um, we are... We are kind of experimenting now with also doing things in the summer. Mm-hmm. And we, do, oh. we do still have a very active education program. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has sort of a different format. And um, So if you did plays year-round, would it mess with the children going on stage, or do you have another stage they'd go on? Uh, we have we do have multiple performance spaces, um, mm-hmm. and the education thing does have like a basically devoted um, performance space mm-hmm. as well. And so, you know, there, there are also kind of opportunities to engage – young artists and you know what we do on the main stage as well uh uh you have seventy thousand patrons i i well sort of define the patrons. time period i think you, these are you, annually 377 you know I mean? seats in the theater yes this one got me 200 nights of performances a year and you're talking about doing it through the summer to me that would be smart because that's another income yeah. I mean, why not make money three months all every month out of the year? And then uh, 45 world premieres. I, I don't know what those would have been uh, I mean, in they, the past. They're all, they're, all, they're all before me. Yeah, um, I, I can uh, just off the top of my head, I know that they, uh, they premiered uh, the musical because of Winn-Dixie a few years ago. Duck and Sheik wrote the score for. Oh, wow. Um, who I later got to work with on American Psycho. I love York. his music. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, going all going back to the the, the mid '80s when they premiered a new musical of the Good Woman of Szechuan that was written by Michael Rice, who's from here, and so yeah, they do have a, a history of, of uh, premiering new work. I'm speaking today with Mr. Will Trice, Executive Artistic Director of the Arkansas Repertory Theater in downtown Little Rock. Executive Artistic Director is a new position they made up for you. Am I correct? Yeah, uh, and uh, but it's uh, it's it's not so much a new sort of function. It's kind of a combining and a sort of slight shifting of roles and responsibilities that were that were always there, um, just a which is just a different assignment. So it's so there's always been an artistic director, and when I think of an artistic director, I think of somebody that works with the set and the actors and decides on the shows and has this artistic influence but when i think of an executive i think of someone who's looking at the financial statements and looking at the bottom of the line seeing where costs have gone up from the prior years is that what you mean and so it's both um and um you know i would say a a distinction from from a sort of traditional artistic director is uh they would often uh direct productions themselves did uh, you do that no uh i mean at least not in the foreseeable future uh and so you know i do have artistic involvement in terms of you know choosing the shows and 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 choosing directors and and people to work with 
uh, but it's not quite as hands-on to actually like directing the shows myself. Is every show directed by somebody different? Yes. All right, so how far in advance do you plan your season? Because they won't let shows overlap with another show in town. Is that correct? So like if somebody wanted to play It's a Wonderful Life, you're like, no, 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 the reps got that. You can't have it. Yeah, so yeah, so so yeah, rights to the shows themselves rights. are are yeah, there are, there are restrictions to that. Um so that yeah, so you don't cannibalize. And and do you think the rep gets first rights of everybody? I think every sort of licensing house has different policies about that sort of thing. I know that, you know, from their perspective, we generate more revenue. Do so, they get, how do but, they get but paid? Tour, but if a tour is out of a show, they're going to take precedence. What do you mean if a tour is out of a show? So, you know, they wouldn't let us let us do it, for example, because that tour is coming through and that tour takes precedence because overall that tour oh, is generating more so they would do it income. on the performance stage at the Robinson Auditorium. Yeah. I got you. So because they're touring... They would bring it to the performance stage rather than let you do a production of it. Right. So, yeah, because that because that tour is a production. That's correct. Right. And so that production, because it is a tour, is going to take precedence in terms of the of the rights. So Robinson gets first pick of what goes around because they've got they've or, got the, touring or the road rights. in general. Is yeah, the road. Get, yeah. And, and then you would be next. Yeah. Basically. And then Murray's next or uh, Shakespeare. I don't. You know, honestly, there's not that. I think when it gets to that level, it's it's there's not a there's not really a priority thing. I think it's whoever gets it first. Yeah, that makes sense. But uh, we, you know, we like I I I know what the Shakespeare folks are doing next summer, and you know, like we we we're we're friends. We all talk, and it's you know, and it's also not that it's 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 a friendly community. That's what I was going to ask. Is it a friendly community, or are there enough are there enough actresses to go actors and actresses to go around? Uh, you know, not for everything. Uh, and you know, we, we wind up having to bring a lot of our artists in, uh, from New York or Chicago, um, which is not cheap. No. Where do they stay? We have, we have, we provide housing. That's kind of part of the deal. That's one of our largest expenses actually. Is it? Um, yeah. So, you know, if we're ever able to cast someone locally for a role, we would much prefer that because like we don't have to house them. Uh, uh, but it, you know, it's just a matter of the roles that we're looking to cast because they all have very, you know, specific requirements. And and are those, you know, is someone that's perfect for that here? Um, but uh, and it's great for the people in Little Rock to get to work with a professional that's come in from somewhere else, don't yeah, you think? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a great thing for our city. So, what is your vision for the future? If you can have the rep. If you dream, and I know you dream, when you lay in your bed at night and you're about to fall asleep or you wake up in the morning, you're laying in bed and you're dreaming about what you want the rep to be, what do you want it to be? Uh, from a programming perspective? From any just, perspective. Well, I mean, first and foremost, like sustainable, <laughs> stable, uh, which is which is uh, really, that's a, that's a tall order for any nonprofit theater in, in any city, but much less uh, one the size of Little Rock. Uh, so yeah, first and foremost, like, yeah, the ability to be sustainable. And what does sustainable look like? It, you know, it looks like us, you know, reaching our, our goals on both the earned revenue ticket side and in the contributions, but particularly when it comes to the contributions, like we, we, we have to have that, you that have kind a, of philanthropy. A lot of people, or is it just a few good people? 
Oh, it's a mix. It's a mix. It's an ecosystem of uh, contributors and of audience. Members. And what do you want the What do you want the stage and the performances to be like? Uh, entertaining. <laughs> okay. Just, first and foremost, yeah. Because not everything is. I'm not like particularly as a producer. I'm not particularly interested in like devastating people. <laughs> uh, what do you mean devastating? Well, you know, like uh, you know, sending like. I won my second Tony for an amazing production of Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Well, it's a three-hour show about an alcoholic couple. Yeah. <laughs> like, whew. Yeah. So, you know, uh, and, you know, maybe, maybe at some point we might do something like that. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's like not a good time. And I, I think I think particularly right now, I you know, I prioritize something like being entertaining, being a good time. Within that context, you know, can we, you know, can we talk about things that we need to be talking about here? Uh, can we um, can we also do things that are, um, you know, inspiring, um, uplifting? Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. Is that weird? Beautiful. You know, like beautiful. Uh, Artistic. Yeah, um, but I think you know, first and foremost, it's got to be a good night out. Otherwise, what's the point? What's a good night out look like? I don't, you know, it's dinner and a show and then you a drink. You, you can't know what I get mean? dinner downtown. That it's bugs a, it's me. A, it bugs the, yeah. It I love bugs the, me to, it bug, now, 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 there's there's actually like really good um, food but, in, near within the vicinity. Like Before like, the play, but not after. You get there, out there, at nine, you're ready for a drink and something to eat, and there's nothing open downtown. Yeah, there's some there's some there's some good places a couple of blocks down um, when you get to that block where like Samantha's and Allsop and Chapel past and, nine o'clock. Um, yeah, yeah, um, but you do have to walk a couple blocks to get there. Um, I would love it if there were if there was something right on our block that was a good place to um, to grab a drink. We're actually one of the things that we're actively exploring um, is making our own lobby and facility a place that you would stay and have a drink after the show i think that's a great um, great idea so you know that's creative thinking requires a little capital but uh, 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 so does everything yes but i think that's creative thinking i'm glad you're thinking out of the box and trying to do it a little bit different the same but a little bit different i've sure enjoyed meeting you will same thank you for having me on do we have a gift for will oh it's over there okay will you get a desk set for you to take back and put in your desk since you're an executive oh my god look at all these flags (laughs) so there's the base this is the u.s flag it goes in the center just in case you didn't know it's always in the place i was a boy scout oh good Uh there's arkansas got it and there's new york if i'd have known your husband was from texas i would have given you a texas i I don't know can arkansas and texas be in the same pedestal i don't know (laughs) um I want to thank all our listeners for spending time with us today. We hope you've heard or learned something that's been inspiring or enlightening and that it, whatever it is, will help you up up your business, your independence, or your life. Thank you again, Will. I've really enjoyed meeting you. Get out and support the Arkansas Rep. The The Rep.org. I'll see everybody next week. Until then, be brave and keep it up. You've been listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. For links to resources you heard discussed on today's show, Go to flagandbanner.com, select radio show, and choose today's guest. All interviews are recorded and posted the following week. Subscribe to podcasts wherever you like to listen. Carrie's goal is simple, to help you live the American dream.